The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. We're going to chat with our friend Tim Lacombe coming up here momentarily. Of course, uh, my co-host on Jazz pre, half, and post-game coverage, former BYU assistant, uh, worked up there for the Utes for a long time as well, and has really, uh, Gordon, been great so far this year, bringing great analysis on the show. You think so, really? Wow, you're you're going at Tim now? I'm just kidding. Not even on hold yet. You're going after him? I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Jeez. I knew you were. No, he's got great uh, knowledge. Of the game. I always enjoy listening to him and you. Oh, thank you, Gordon. That's nice of you. Uh, well, also, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll come on to gloat about uh, winning our <laughs> NFL playoff pick em. But uh, before we get to that, uh, and I know he's listening, so I can say this without interruption, uh, only one member of the contest picked the final game, right? I'm just going to say that. Well, that saved you from scraping rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, did get that one right. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Tim Lacombe. Hi, Tim. Hi, (laughs) oh. Hey, we thought uh, we'd give you your due. You officially won. Uh, We did playoff pick them with you, and uh, you won going away. So we're giving you your due. Well, I heard that. I heard that, and I also heard, and you're right, you should gloat that you picked the Super Bowl correctly. Well, you you and Gordon and Austin all went with the favorite, and I went with the 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 underdog, and it served me well. Especially yeah, since he hates the type Tom guy you Brady, are. You know? That's yeah, the type of guy Brady. I am. That's exactly right. I mean, hey, Gordon, man, who's, who's so in love with the, What's that? Sorry. No, mm-hmm. oh, go for it. I was just thinking around. Oh, I was just going to say, um, Jake is an everyman. Yeah, he's just he's for the people. Oh, of course. See, far be it for me to interrupt a compliment. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Tim, what do you think we ought to make Austin say? What What should we make him record in, to, to create maximum embarrassment on his part? Oh, man. This is where I'm not very good. I actually love to just win, but I don't like that. I don't know what the penalty should be. You guys, you guys are with him every day. You guys come up with it. Okay. Oh, we'll come up with something. Plus, just... I'm in a good place with Austin. I don't want to. I don't want to re- upset the apple cart. Well, here's the here's the secret of incriminating audio, though, is we can make Austin record whatever we want. He's the one who's pushing the button, so it never gets played anyway. I got you. <laughs> Gordon right. and I get tortured all week long, and and all of a sudden Austin has these really great incriminating audios that we never hear. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, it is strange. All right, uh, all right, Tim. Let's talk a little bit about the the Jazz and uh, how they're playing la- uh, right now. I thought, uh, and you and I talked about this after the game, uh, the Boston game, that that was a, a kind of an important game because Boston played them tough. They're well coached. They're long. They play good defense and threw a bunch of stuff at the Jazz, and the Jazz handled it all very well. Yeah, they they you know the the thing they did pretty well that slowed the Jazz down a little bit in the first half was the switching, uh, which we know from history. You know, Houston's kind of that's been our kryptonite um but really figure out a way to attack it and stayed 
you know, on attack and forceful. So got to uh, took, got to the line a lot that night too, um, and figured out a way to win, kind of a different way, which has kind of been the story of the season so far. So this is something we've been talking a little bit about, Tim, and I wanted to find out from my basketball coach uh, how important this is. It seems to me like Rudy and Donovan have both dug their heels in and are leading this team uh, in a way that is different than what we've seen before. Am I imagining that, or are you saying seeing the same thing? No, probably. Uh, what I sense, and, I, and I've mentioned this a few times, I mean, I really do think there's times, you know, for these guys in their career where they're certainly early on, they're trying to figure it out and stick, and then once they do that, they obviously want to be recognized, you know, and I think you get all through all that. And then, you know, the most important piece comes, you want to win. You want to leave a legacy of winning. And um, what I see, I, I think I think Rudy and Donovan have always been really forceful, but I think they're going the extra mile this year to not just talk about stuff, but actually then go do it. And not to say they weren't in the past, but I think there's just more of a premium put on, um, for you know, defense, for instance. I think... You know, defense is, is an easy thing for Rudy to talk about, but Donovan, you know, it's just more exertion. And I think Donovan's really taken great steps in that direction. So, yeah, great leadership, but also kind of practicing what they preach. You know, Tim, I give uh, Coach Snyder a lot of credit for getting his players to to buy in. But when you get the best players on a team to buy into how you're coaching and what you're telling them to do, how much easier does that make a coach's job? Oh, man. It makes it so much better, and um, you know, like I said, I, I really do think because uh, I've I was around it a long time, and I can, you know, I, I can spot a phony a mile away, and I'm telling you everything that I'm seeing with what's being said, you know, by this team to a man is really authentic. I mean, that's the word I use uh, a bunch, but man, is it so important to have the guys who are out there really doing it, you know, night in and night out, be totally bought in and then expect that from their team. That's just where you'll get real progress and growth. Tim, will you explain to us why or how it is that Jordan Clarkson is playing the way he is? You know, I I think it's just a real combination of insane confidence, which I think he had from the get-go. I think that's been the book on him. You know, um, one of those guys like our guy you know, over the years at BYU was a guy like Tavanari who, I mean, honestly, they have to think they're just the best shooter on the planet or else, you know, a lot of the shots they won't even take. And so I think that's been the, the kind of the story on Clarkson. I, what I think the improvement he's made is that he really has taken to heart the shot chart. Um, you know, he's made several comments about Quinn and he's sitting down and carving shots out of his game. Um, and you'll notice it's uh, it's a three where it's all the way to the rim, and there's really not a whole lot in between for him. And I think he used to do a lot more in the mid-range, and I think that's an area where you know the, the suggestion was made, this is how we're going to play, and yet another guy gives a little bit of his game that he's used to for the better of the team, and I think that's why you're seeing the confidence and then the, the synergy between the system and him has been really, really cool. 
Tim, we're going to see Rudy uh, match up against Giannis tomorrow, uh, Bam on Saturday, Embiid on Monday. I mean, this is quite the gauntlet for him from a defensive perspective. Talk about the challenges those particular players present to Rudy and what you expect out of Gobert. Well, Giannis, you know, um, Rudy's fared pretty well with him, and I know the Jazz have, uh, you know, guarded him differently with, with smaller guys at times. Um, I would expect that to be the case. I'll bet they should throw a bunch of different things at him. Um, you know, then you turn around and you got a guy like Bam who's just a, a brick wall, physical, but really has a, a nice touch and good skill, but is just a great rebounder. So, you know, you go from a guy in Giannis who's going to attack you offensively all night, but it's not going to be a crazy physical battle. Uh, that next night's going to be a lot of, of guys, you know, hitting each other. That's kind of what you expect from Bam, and he's having a great year, and then you know for the most part, in an early, you know, great start to his career for being you know fairly new in the in the league, a couple of years in, um, and then MB just brings you know he brings kind of a combination of both. He's got kind of old school power, um, he, kind of a prototypical power forward back in the day, uh, but then he's got the ability to step out and, and and then attack you a little bit like Giannis off the dribble. So it's kind of going to be kind of interesting to have, uh, you know, in that order, you kind of see combination there at the end of, of the, what you saw the first two nights. One word that comes to mind as I watch the Jazz now, uh, as opposed to uh, maybe last year or previous times, is the aggression level seems to be much greater. Um, why is that so important? Well, I mean, you think about it, and, and you watch basketball enough to know um, that it's easy to get in the habit of wasting possessions. And really all you need to do to waste a possession is have one guy not on the same page. Um, and so urgency and accountability become really, really important. And they can't just be coming from the coach. It's got to be a team thing. And I think that's where I speak to what the differences I've seen in, in you know, I've brought, talked about Donovan, but, uh, even a guy like Bojan and uh, George and Yang, who uh, a lot of times are in a tough situation defensively, kind of outmanned or mismatched, and having to guard a, a bigger, faster, stronger guy. Um, you know, even to those guys, they're they're really locked into the defensive end, uh, and I think that that's I think that that's probably the thing that stands out the most to me with this team. Tim, why has this team been not only good at rebounding but elite this year? Um, so I, I think Rudy's raised his level of rebounding, uh, much to what I just talked about where, um, you know, he doesn't – if it, there's a possession, he's going to play it, and he's going to give everything he's got, and he's doing a better job on the offensive glass too, tipping balls out and keeping balls alive. So I think he's improved, and then just everybody being – tuned in a notch more i think it was a couple games ago jake they all run together we just have fattening food that tv and you and i across the table from one another (laughs) we do and the games kind of come and go but i do remember talking um after the game about the jazz being a very good kind of gang rebounding team and they've got a guy who leads out most nights almost every night but one so far um in rudy but then royce is up to his game and then you get great contributions from the guards who rebound down because it's incentive. If you get a stop and a rebound in this, you get to just go. And how fun is that? So I think there's a way that, you know, defense is still very, very 
much the first thing, but it feeds everything else. This is something that I've talked about before as it pertains to that rebounding, Tim, and it's it's this. I had a conversation uh, with, uh, oh, man, Grayson Allen when he first came to the Jazz, and he said that uh, he was – he one of the things he had to adjust to at that time was if he took a, a, a three-point shot, then he shouldn't follow his shot. Uh, contrary to fundamental basketball, he said he, he was being taught or coached to get back on defense instead. Well, it seems to me now that the Jazz are crashing those offensive boards, and if they get beat going the other way, somebody just fouls somebody and stops the action dead in its tracks. Uh, are you reading that that same way? Yeah, I don't think it's like a – to borrow an old Majerus phrase, I don't think they have carte blanche on that. Um, but I do believe as part of scouting reports, much like the way it view, at least I view it, uh, like much like special teams where, you, you know, you look for advantages in punt coverage or kickoff coverage or vice versa. Um, I think that's what I think the Jazz have done a great job of incorporating, you know, how are these teams blocking out, how many guys – really, really block out who can we actually take advantage of and, you know, get more possessions because this year more possessions, you know, has been uh, a good thing for the Jazz. They're really handling possessions well. So um, I, I think it's actually just been something that's been incorporated into. Uh, the, I don't know that for a fact, but I, I sense that that's something that's it's now put in, the you know, kind of the game plans. Last thing for me, Tim, I referred to the uh, Rick Majerus, Gordon Monson chicken story to, to Gordon the other day, and he'd never heard it. Will you tell Gordon that story? I've told you this, Gordon, haven't I? Yeah, I've heard it. I, I, I don't know why. You told me the other day you had not. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard it. Uh, I've heard it. Well, I'll tell it anyway just because it's good. All right? Okay. So we're out in Minneapolis. And we're at the Sweet 16. We're going to play Kentucky. You know, we've had, I think at that point, we've had a few run-ins with the the Wildcats. And that particular team was really good. That was the Ron Mercer, Tony Dell. Mark Pope was on that team. Uh, Kenny Anderson, I mean, Anderson, I can't remember his first name. Anyway, great, great Kentucky team. And we get out there and we just – we're a shoot around and I guess somebody tells us back in Salt Lake the paper came out and that Gordon Monson said that uh we're gonna be Kentucky fried chicken. The Utes will be Kentucky fried chicken, <laughs> something like that. And so obviously back then I think we're we're this had to have come through the you know, somebody called and talked to him or something anyway. We finished practice, and Majerus pulled the team together. He says, "Got you know, you know, guys, that blankety-blank Munson back in Salt Lake. He'd always call him Munson. <laughs> that blankety-blank Munson back in Salt Lake. You know, he says, we're going to be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Let's go beat these guys, and then he, Munson can cook his own chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and the team all put their hand in, and uh, he said, cook his own chicken or something. Well, we didn't go that far, but... It was uh, it was funny, and then so that was one of the first things when I finally knew Gordon personally. I told him the story because I thought he'd get a kick out of it. So uh, how'd that game turn out? Tim? The Utes were Kentucky Fried Chicken, Gordon. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if it actually could have been told any better. We 
it was the only time in all my years with him at halftime, you know, we just, he didn't have a whole lot of answers and he always had answers that worked. Um, but it seemed like they had eight guys on the floor, no joke. And one of the timeouts toward the end of the game, he just looked at the guys and said, let's see if we can get this thing under 30. <laughs> <laughs> motivating but it was just to keep the, the score under 30 that's funny yeah. well tim thank you sir for jumping on with us and uh i'll see you tomorrow night buddy yeah it just feels like sitting in the studio talking to you bud yeah that's absolutely. what it's become well hey, hey enjoy tim. your right, guys. Uh, tim congratulations you're the champion my friend all right hey i appreciate it jake congrats on picking the super bowl correctly <laughs> all right buddy see you tomorrow see ya all right, that's our friend Tim Lacombe, uh, my co-host on Jazz pre, half, and post game. Of course, longtime BYU assistant Utah as well. Uh, big thanks to Tim for jumping on. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now is our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Actually, we'll hold off on Andrew. We're getting him. Uh, real quick, a reaction on Tim there, Gordon. Uh, well, I, I, that's why we have him on because uh, he everything he said made sense to me. I mean, yeah, the Jazz are doing all those things, and they're they're reaping the benefits. Yeah, sure are. All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned, but let's get out of the zone phone now. Joining us, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, let's uh, let's help our listeners out who may be struggling a little bit around this Valentine's Day. Yeah, if there's a little pressure on Valentine's Day, if you're kind of worried about performance, you need to learn about this acoustic wave therapy that we use at Wasatch Medical. Um, Cambridge studied. They went in, they studied a bunch of different guys with varying degrees of erectile dysfunction, uh, put them through these treatments with our exact technology, and at the end of it, they basically took x-rays and tested the function. And they concluded that all men that they tested received an increase in blood flow. Pretty incredible stuff. This can reverse erectile dysfunction. It's clinically proven to do so. It's totally safe and relatively quick with just a few short 10-minute treatments. You say blood flow. That's the name of the game, right? I mean, get right to the root of the problem. That is the name of the game, blood flow. Erectile dysfunction is a blood flow problem. We can't forget that. It's, you know, we get confused. We start to think, oh, we need to buy supplements online or we need to go, you know, do any kind of crazy thing, a lot of pills and things, needles. Uh, But it's just simply the blood flow cannot get through. Think of it like a plumbing issue. That is what we're fixing. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, number to call, and you're giving a lot away for free right now. A lot for free. Uh, call us now. The assessment with the doctor will be no charge, an exam, a blood flow ultrasound. And by the way, no obligation to do anything. You can just take advantage of the free. Uh, we'll give you a free gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Never seen that fail. New patients even get free testosterone right now. So a lot of value, no charge. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, thank you, sir. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? No! Brooklyn! 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. We do it every day at this time. And, uh, Gordon, uh, there wasn't... Well, let me put it this way. Sometimes when you're not on the show, for whatever (laughs) reason, uh, Uh uh, you get picked on a little bit. So I've heard... What are you talking about? We never pick on you. Oh, man. I remember a few couple of years ago, I went on vacation, and I got a phone call that said, these guys are taking it too far. They are brutalizing you Oh, right that now. is. They, that was fake news. And years ago, might I add. That's true. But I did remember it. We're always nothing but nice to you when you're gone. Oh, okay. Uh, as opposed to what we're about to be to Austin. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because Austin's not with us, and... Lloyd came up with the the bright idea, and you you were you you supported it. Well, wait, wait a minute! I love the way we're, we're blaming Lloyd. It was Lloyd. I mean, Lloyd, Alex, Alex, who's who's running the board right now? Did he or did he not fix this to the button bar so you could easily play it? Yeah, that's 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 exactly what happened. So it was it really was Lloyd? Oh, well, okay. well, you know, we're we're, we're scot free then. I mean. We could have put the kibosh on it, I guess. But why would we do that? I mean, we're all condoning it, so yeah, we're. I mean, we're going to play it. So it's one of our favorites. It really is, just because it is so freaking awkward and uh, kind of embarrassing to to. Uh, but Austin's a he's he's learned to be a good sport. He is a good sport, and we all have him, and some yeah, more than others. Do. And uh, uh, I have my fair share. There's no doubt we all have them. But uh, this is Austin's most famous uh, radio flub. We give you Wheel and Jazz. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk with Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to ever walk the earth. And I can say that because I've met the man. Let's jump out to the phone line and talk to our very good friend, Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to ever roll the earth. Jeff, I'm sorry for my little faux pas there. Before we went to break, everyone's having a lot of fun with it. How are you, my man? Hey, I am doing great. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was listening to that myself, and I'm like, you know, I, I wish I could walk. Thanks for reminding me yeah. of the situation I'm in. I'm, I'm such a good friend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking with you. That was uh, that's quite all right. Hey, I'll walk, I'll roll. That you know, doesn't matter. That's uh, that's how I roll. First things first. You're wa- walking up here on the end of the of the wheelchair season. How's that going for you? You know, I wish it was going better. We, we, this was uh, this was always a uh, rebuilding season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're just speechless, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> you just apologized, and then you did it again. I know, and that's one of those things where it just gets into your head. And yeah. whenever we play that, by the way, you have to you have to give Jeff Griffin a shout out because how cool is that guy? That was so funny that he he wouldn't let Austin off the hook there. He's like, oh, I, he's like, oh. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I wish I could walk. <laughs> oh, just brutal. Uh, but so funny. And of course, oh, that was goodness. years ago. Austin hosting on the uh, on the Saturday show. And, yeah, uh, we, we love those. Austin. We're just kidding around here. We, like you said, we all have something. But uh, that was just one of those moments, like when you mispronounced your own name. Yes, I know. I've had, I told you I have mine. I, I know. And they're I have they're mine. probably we worse than Austin's. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know too many that are worse than that one. <laughs> 
That one's so tough. I feel bad for the walking up on the end of the season one because that one was just that was just Austin being in his own head, right? Yeah, yeah. He he was he had he was so discombobulated at that point that uh, he fell right back into the right trap. back into it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Did you hear that live? I did not hear that live. Oh, either. I didn't hear live either. But if I had, I just, I, I don't know what I would have done. Would you have called? Would I have called Austin? Like called yeah. the show? No. No, I certainly would not have. No, <laughs> I just going to stay away I from I would not have done that. No. Uh, Lloyd's coming into the studio. Lloyd did hear it live because Lloyd was there. Yeah, I was on the show. How bad was it, I was it, actually Lloyd? co-hosting with, with uh, it was bad enough that I had a bell. I was yeah. actually supposed to be a part of the interview, and I, could, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Lloyd left. I bailed. I like. I walked out of the room. I said I can't do it, and I left. <laughs> and I let him just drown. <laughs> Why couldn't you do it? Were you uh, laughing? I, could, or were I, you... I was laughing. I couldn't hold it together because it was so uncomfortable and awkward. And I, I, I didn't even know what to say. The entire time I was like, I gotta go. I got, I got nothing. I left. Here. I got nothing. And so I just made, I made him do the interview all by himself. Maybe you could have made it even worse for him if after he said it the second time, then your next question would have been, you know, you're walking up on. No, I, I couldn't. He, he did enough to himself. It was it was bad enough. I don't know about you guys, but I can't hear the word roll without yeah. thinking roll. Every time. Like at Thanksgiving, it's like, can you pass the rolls? <laughs> you think of Jeff? I did, but I think of that. Ever roll. Anytime anybody says role player, I think role player. You know, that is, that is really true. That is really true, Jake. And it's like anytime anybody says like that. I know. All year same is thing. like that. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, thank you, Lloyd. Or or the number two. 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 I know. It's funny. It's in our heads. It's funny how that gets stuck in uh, in your brain. I'll tell you what. Every time something like I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I hear in my mind, oh, man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> uh, what, are, what else are some of the familiar ones? Oh, Where I, are you now? Where I, are you hanging on? How are you hanging on? Where are you? I ask people that all the time. I, I, I can't drive near San Bernardino without thinking of that. Nope, I, I see the sign anytime I've uh, driven to L.A. since or San Diego. I think to myself, uh, how are you hanging on? Where are you? Oh, by I the think, wasn't, it, wasn't it just yesterday? Or was it today? I don't know. It was very recently when I, when we were talking about names, and I said, you don't sound like uh, a Bill. You did say You don't that. sound like a Debbie. Uh, speaking of San Bernardino, by the way, I, I happened across an article today that I was uh, I was very enthused about until I found out the methodology, but I'll bring it up anyway. Okay. Uh, there was a, a, an Instagram poll by some uh, random person. That's why the, the methodology didn't, uh, didn't come out all that well, because it's surveying like 2,500 people for the whole country. But uh, it was every state's least favorite state. Oh, really? Does that make sense? And you know who, who had the most states that was their least favorite state? You know what state that was? Uh, I would guess New Jersey. California. California. California's our least favorite state. Oh, yeah. It's Utah's least favorite state, and pretty much the entire western United States is Why? least favorite state. Why California? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons. Well, there are a lot of good things, too. For I mean, example? The beach. Yeah, there are Everybody better. likes going to the beach, don't they? There's a lot better beaches elsewhere, I'd say. 
Like where? I don't know. Let's start with my favorite beach, North Carolina. Your favorite beach, Hawaii. Uh, the Florida Keys I liked better. I've never been to the Caribbean, but i got to assume that's better. Oh, it depends on what you what you think is better. But the, the beach a at, lot uh, of the beach at Jordan L better. Oh, oh yeah, a lot of Utahns go go to uh, places like Newport Beach and others, uh, Southern California beaches during the summer months. Let's see here. So Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, Arizona, and Colorado—all their least favorite states are California. Wow. Is is, that, is California stealing all the water? Is it is it jealousy? What is it? I don't think it's jealousy. I think it's just that uh, you know, we Utahns like Utah. What were uh, what was Utah anybody's uh, least favorite state? Uh, no, no, nobody's least favorite state is uh, is Utah. What were some of the other states that were uh, loathed? Oh, like North by... uh, North Dakota hated South Dakota and vice versa. Uh huh. Uh, let's see here. Are there any, uh, North Carolina hated South Carolina. However, South Carolina hated Ohio for some reason. <laughs> okay. Anybody hate Florida? Uh, Florida hated itself. That was kind of funny. <laughs> That's not good. But let's see here. Georgia and, uh, Alabama both hated Florida as well. Mm, okay. Michigan, uh, let's see here. Michigan hated Illinois, but Illinois hated uh, Indiana. I wonder why. Just because of the proximity? Well, I get the California one. I don't know about the rest. What Again, explain to me. Why were the states in the West hating on California? Why? How do you know somebody who's lived in California? They'll tell you. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, that's no reason to hate a state. Kind of. Oh, it's not. Yeah, a little Why? bit. Why? Because people are pro- If that's the case, then everybody would hate Texas, right? Because Texans love bragging about Texas. More than California? No. Oh, I think so. Oh, no, yeah. not even close. Oh, man, I, I think that. Lundy? I would say that on the West Coast, people have more regular interactions with people from California than they do from Texas. Texans don't like to leave Texas. So the only time you hear about Texas is when you're in Texas. Right. That's not in Colorado. Colorado and Texas have had a longstanding thing going on. Not according to this poll. Colorado hates California. (laughs) (laughs) California's clear on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. It doesn't seem to matter to the good folks in Colorado now, does it? What I, I don't I don't understand what's going we on. We know here. you don't because you, for but some reason, consider yourself a Californian. But no, no, I know I don't. I'm, I'm here. I'm in Utah. I mean, but but I people. I mean, where would we be without California? I mean, better, California. Better off? No, California is like the fifth strongest economy uh, in the world if it were a country. Okay. Why, does that make them more likable? No, they 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 make they make uh, entertainment down there for uh, everybody. Yeah, we could do that anywhere. Utah has a fine uh, movie industry. Yeah, but not like that. Like, like that. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, just, we've struck a nerve. You're so defensive. You can't believe no, anybody I just, would just like California. I, oh, I just don't understand it. That's all. What's the matter? I mean, I understand why Californians might at times be frustrated with their traffic situation down there, and and uh, sometimes smog gets in the way and, and things like that. But what? Why? Why would Colorado hate California? They're not alone, Gordon. Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, 
Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Nevada, they're all on board too. But did they did any of this give any reasons for it? No, it's just some wacky Instagram poll, I told you. Mm, yeah. I suppose. Well, uh I don't see a reason to hate California. Lots I mean, of people do though. I like going back to California at times. Uh visiting the old haunts and uh i like the beach i mean i like the beach i like the ocean and there's a whole lot of it around california so yeah, there's a lot of it a lot of places though <laughs> you really you like the florida keys better than the california beaches oh, i've had a great experience in the florida keys as california well, I mean, beaches I, are... I have too i mean i've been down there but as far as the beach itself do you think the beaches themselves are nicer oh yeah oh like where where in the Keys? I stayed on uh, outside the Key West there for a week. I didn't think it was better than California beaches. I was in Key Largo. I did. Who likes huh. being stacked? Uh, uh, like, hmm. there's no. Let me put it this way: California beaches are quite crowded. Well, they can be at times, but uh, they're quite crowded. They're kind of dirty. The water's really cold. You want me to keep going? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, the, the 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 laws are over strenuous. Well, how so? Uh, there's a lot of stuff restricted on California beaches that aren't restricted everywhere. Like what? Beer. Really? Yeah. You can't drink a beer on the beach in California. Correct. I one time we were down there and a friend of mine was picking up shells, and the I. Uh, uh, a lifeguard or whoever, uh, some authority figure drove by and made her dump the bucket out because it was supposedly illegal to take the shells off the beach. Uh, let's see here. Sven says, pretty sure California is the least favorite state because when they come here, they say stuff like, I would take the 405 to the 103 and then take the <laughs> no one cares. Sven. <laughs> I don't think California needs to do that. I I, I think I'm maybe talking to one. Well, yeah. If you're if you're if you're asking me if we're talking about something that deals with something down there, then you might bring it up. You have to say the in front of the interstates down there. You have to just to let people know, just to signal that you know the lingo. Yet no, when you talk about I single, when you talk about I fifteen up here, you never say the, do you? Well, no, but that's the way. That's what uh, the way it's referred to down there. Bingo. It's not. It's not like trying to sound like a Californian. It is. It's just talk. No, because you that's just what said it was. No, it's that's what people say. That's what that's what the, the, that road is called. The four hundred five is the four hundred five. Nobody would say, uh, "Yeah, you take Interstate four hundred five. Then why do you no. say that here? What? Then why do you say it here? I don't say it here. You say I fifteen here. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> See exactly. My but I don't. Point, I don't. Exactly. I don't you, say. Sven. I don't. I don't say Interstate 405 up here. I say the 405 because that's what it's referred to. You can just say Interstate. You don't need to tell then, everybody no, no, no. that you're See, in the know. It's okay. The, all, all you're telling me is that you've never lived down there because you, nobody says that. Nobody. I haven't lived down there. <laughs> Was that an insult? You're just telling everybody you haven't lived down there? Is that were you somehow taking a shot? See, that's why people don't like California. That right there. Jake, I was making fun of saying that to you. Okay. Because of what you had already said. I see.
Anyway, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, California is a fun place to go visit, even if you don't, if you would want to live there for whatever reason, you think it's too crowded or whatever. It's still there are a lot of things to do there that are fun, and it seems to me like there are an awful lot of Utahns who like to go to California because if you go down and stay at the beach at one of those beaches, uh, every other person you see has like a Utah shirt on or some kind of something that identifies them that they're from Utah. I know there are so many Utahns that go down there, either for the beach or for Disneyland or whatever, you know, to visit friends or relatives. There's a ton of Utahns in California. And now there's a lot of Californians in Utah. Well, according to this, there aren't a whole lot of Utahns that like California. I don't know what to tell you. Your Your anecdotal evidence aside. No, I mean, why, why would you go to a state you hate? I don't know. I've been to, I, I to California bet you, a couple I bet of you, times. I bet you half of Utah has, has visited California. Wow, what a what a leap that would be, of course. It's Multiple like two times. States, it's like two states away. Multiple times. I, I, if you don't I, like it, then why do you keep going back? I've been to Reno multiple times. It doesn't mean that I like it. <laughs> well, what are you going to Reno for? On the way to Tahoe, man. Oh, well. Yeah, but I'm saying it's a destination for you, Tom. I can't believe your feelings they're, they're are so They're not passing over through. There. They're not passing through because there's nowhere to go. You're just mad because uh, you don't uh, get to confidently talk about California anymore and thinking that people will uh, look up to you for it. Well, oh, come on. I don't care anything about that. I, I just don't understand what there is to hate. Uh, I can understand that people don't want to live there, but... Like I said, an awful lot of people, a lot, and I've, I imagine this is true for all these states in the West. For if everyone hates California, then why does everybody go visit there for, on vacation? They have family down there. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, they hate their relatives. Uh, I don't know. Just don't like California. They go there. Well, go a, there few, a, lot. a few that you've seen. That's true. Uh, more than a few. The few you've seen. I got it. Ask right. around. Ask around <laughs> how many people go down to Newport Beach or those Orange County beaches from from Utah. Now, let me ask you this. I-15 is here and in L.A. Do you call it I-15 here and the 15 when you're in L.A.? Well, the 15 in L.A. Uh, is so on the outskirts of everything. You know, Answer the question. I probably would, if I were in Southern California, I would probably call it the 15. <laughs> you wouldn't want them thinking you were some, you know, out of town. No, Jake, you you've, got, you've, you've got a problem trying to present an image to people because I couldn't care less about that. Then why wouldn't That's you just, just call it I-15? Because half the people wouldn't even know what you were talking about. They that's would. not the way. That's not the way you talk when you're down there. You just don't want to. Well, just... What's the matter with talking the way the locals talk? It's inauthentic. That's not trying to impress anybody. It's it just is. That you get in that. No, you get in the habit of saying stuff. The same thing with you saying that hey, yeah, you drive a nice car because you're trying to impress people. True. But yes, nothing could be farther from the truth. Incorrect. All I want to do is enjoy my driving experience. Uh huh. You know, it's just nobody's trying to impress anybody, uh-huh. except for you, apparently. No, I I say I fifteen when I'm in Southern California. I'm not trying to impress anybody. <laughs> okay. well, I'd love to see you go down there and live there for at least three or four or five years, and say uh, Interstate Five or Interstate uh, Two Ten 
or interstate, whatever. I would. I mean, people people would look at you like, what are you talking about? I go back to North Carolina every year, and I don't say y'all once. Because <laughs> that would be my inauthentic. Mom, my mom's from North Carolina, and every time we'd cross that North Carolina border to go visit her family down there, she would start talking with her southern accent again. Well, if she's just, from there, maybe she has a reason to. I know, but, but it was But me, more. I'm a Utah, and I visit North Carolina. I don't feel like I need to say y'all just to get some approval. <laughs> I'm a fetcher from Utah. Yeah, that's it. All right. want to remind you about our friends at Cypress Credit Union with the lowest fees and quickest keys. Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ready? One. You will do this four times with the left, four with the right, then eight times with both, then repeat. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Did you see that Tom Brady had knee surgery? I did. I did not uh, serious knee surgery, though, right? Didn't it say no, it was I, just a scope or something? So they were cleaning it up, whatever that means. But so, I thought that Bill Walton had said that uh, the people who said something is a minor surgery are the, not the people who are actually having the, the surgery done to them. You know what it um, it reminds. Did you hear Eric Weddle at all today on with Hanson Scotty G? Oh, I missed it. I missed it. Uh, he he was great, but he he talked about how he played the majority of his career, like the like the back half of his career, with turf toe on either foot, and did wow. not did not get it fixed because uh, non quarterbacks don't have the luxury to get that sort of thing uh, taken care of. So what do they do? Just shoot him up with painkiller? Sounded to me like Eric taped his toes together and just went for it. Because you're constantly playing for that spot and, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to take the time, the downtime to recover from surgery and you're kind of day-to-day, you know, like Patrick Mahomes had his turf toe operated on the day after the Super Bowl. Like kind of he has that luxury because he's Patrick Mahomes, but kind of made it seem like your normal hard hat NFL player doesn't have the, the luxury to get those kind of surgeries, which really struck me as how – how difficult would that be if you if you thought you couldn't get yourself taken care of for fear of losing your spot? I mean that yeah, that kind of seems terrible, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I've have you ever had turf toe? I don't think I've ever had turf toe, but I've heard athletes say that it's rather painful. Well, it's those ligaments in the toe, right? So every time you plant on it, it's it's. I mean, Eric made it sound like it was pretty excruciating, but it's just something he had to do because. That was his job, and he was going to go out and play regardless. I wonder if it feels like a constant stubbing of the toe. If that's the case, then that's that's pretty painful. Well, now, somebody who has this probably will say that's not it. But I think it's on the underside of the toe, Gordon. So, like, okay. if you think about it, when you push down on that toe, it's going to give you extreme pain. Well, you know, Jake, uh, from my medical training, the toe bone is oh. connected to the foot bone. You know, you've made that joke for the entire time I've known you. Yeah, I have. You're right. <laughs> Why go away from the gold material, right? I don't. I, it's pretty sad, but it's. 
I, I don't know much about the way the foot is constructed. Uh, so uh, I, but that, I have heard many athletes talk about injuries getting in the way of their jobs and them being afraid of losing their jobs. And, and how difficult is that? I know these athletes are paid uh, really nice sums of money, but it, it, when, when you're in pain like that and you have to go out and play a contact sport, a violent sport, oh, man, that takes a whole lot of toughness. I think sometimes those of us who observe the games, we, we, we forget that a little bit. You yep. know, they are human beings. And I, I was thinking about that when Patrick Holmes was playing in that Super Bowl. You could tell it was hurting him, and yet he was out there trying nonetheless. All right, speaking of medical procedures and advancements, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical uh, Clinic. There's a procedure out there, Andrew, that is non-invasive and uh, really is a game changer when it comes to the world of ED. Yes, it is. I like that word advancement because uh, treating ED has been stalled for 30 years. It's the pill, the pill. A lot of guys don't like it. A lot of guys get side effects. And in 2011, the FDA registered a device called acoustic wave therapy uh, to regrow blood vessels. I suppose we could do it on someone's leg and it would regrow blood vessels. And we are using it to treat erectile dysfunction. That's what ED is. It's a blood flow problem. With just a few treatments, those pressure waves open up the blood vessels and allow for better circulation. So we've seen a lot of guys get off the pill, get better and more frequent function in the bedroom, and it's, it's helped so many that are sick of suffering from those side effects. And the side effects, I, I never knew, Andrew, until I learned a little bit more about it. I mean, the side effects are so bad. It's amazing that guys put up with this sort of thing. Yeah, the headaches, the blurred vision, the stuffy nose, uh, it's a big hangover the next day. And then guys are taking more and more of the pill. This is probably ringing so true to so many. They're taking more and more of it uh, to get the same results. So the side effects get worse and worse as your body builds up a tolerance until they don't work at all. Whereas with this, we're actually repairing blood vessels and treating the root cause problem of ED. And for our listeners, and this is really great, you're doing a free consultation with the doctor to make sure it's a good fit, and you're throwing on a bunch of stuff on top of that. Exactly. You can take all the free. You may pass on the treatments, but call us now. The exam is free. The medical doctor will be able to tell you what's led you to have erectile dysfunction, a free gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And new patients get free testosterone right now. So a lot of free. Give us a call now. It's no charge. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate You bet. There you go. That's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, it feels weird. I feel like we should be getting ready for Jazz pregame right now. And uh, I have another night off, two nights off in a row. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Well, you can gear up for tomorrow night's game, right? Uh, I can, but I, I don't think I'm going to be gearing up uh, in my in my personal time. Where I'm, I'm, here I am so, saying I'm grateful for another night off, and you say you're going to be gearing up. No, I'm not. So so you spend so much time in the studio there and uh, for the pre-half and post. 
Uh, people want to know what you do on the nights when you don't have a game. Watch non-sports television. Yeah, like Real Housewives of Salt Lake I City. I did watch the reunion episode one last night, and it was straight Man. fire. Straight oh, fire, Gordon. It was not. It was it a waste of time. It was amazing. Admit it, Jake. What? Admit it. It's a waste of your time, and it's a waste of everyone's time. It's so not. I enjoyed every second of it. Okay, just explain to our, our listeners one more time, real quick, what you enjoy. About it's that the show. drama, Gordon. It's the same the reason drama, we it's love. All, it's all. It's all cooked up. It's all fictional. So's Seinfeld. I still enjoyed that. Why do I care? <laughs> it's it's just like why do I love sports? I love the drama. I love the ups. Loves the downs. Love it all. Bring it on. All right. It's, it's just it's contrived though. Gordon, what's your favorite fictional television show on right now? <laughs> well, at least everybody knows that that's fictional. So who this cares about that? No, this is posing. So? Uh, it just doesn't seem authentic to me. Your television has I to mean, be authentic? Either, yeah, it should be one or the other. I guess you no, don't watch you a whole are. lot of it's... cable news then. Oh! <laughs> Yowza! <laughs> Baha! Uh, no, I, I like the. I told you, I like the uh, the trashy television. I love the Jersey Shore. Do, that was all contrived. Do you, do you have a favorite uh, housewife? You know, now uh, Naz and I were talking about that last night as we were watching the reunion show. I don't know if I have a a, a favorite because there are, are you things I against I, all of them. Oh yeah, there are things <laughs> I dislike about all of them for sure. <laughs> Name me one thing you like about one of them. Uh let's see. I like it that Jen is married to Sharif Shah, like Sharif. I mean, yeah, but give me a, a reason you like them for what they, the way they act on the show. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. I don't, you, I don't you know don't if like, I have a like good answer there. No, I don't like any of them. But that's not why you're watching to like you. I'm not approving of their behavior. I want to see what you're, happens next. <laughs> you're just watching so you can hate them all. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm sure they're they're fine, nice ladies in their in their real life. Some of them uh, appear to be fi uh, fairly decent parents. How about that? They seem to love oh, their really? kids. They all seem to love their kids. Yeah. Yeah, but they love their kids a lot more than the others love their kids, and so then it becomes a competition, right? No, the kids didn't really. And my like, kid is better than your kid. Not really. The kids were more. They were kind of the the sane part of the show. I would say. I'd say the kids came off looking good for all of them. But the housewives, not so much. Ah, it depends on uh, how much. Where did uh, they film all that, Jake? Oh, I'll tell you, it was all over. Park City and Draper, I would say, but there was a lot of downtown, like some down, some downtown restaurants appeared on there, and I don't oh, know. Yeah? yeah. Okay. So it was all over. All right. Well, whatever, whatever entertains you, knock yourself exactly. out. Exactly. I wish I, I wish I had episode uh, the reunion special two to watch tonight. We'll have to find something else. <laughs> well, you'll have to get by. Hope you do. You too, Gordon. Uh, have a good night, my friend. You too. All right. It's the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.